My name is Sonia Anger. Throughout this past year, participating in the COMAP program, I have experienced both the good and the bad, and I have learned things about myself and others. The most challenging experience that I faced during this program was the InterQuest. We had to hike up a mountain with all of our gear on our backs, set up camp on a campsite, and each team stayed alone on the mountain overnight. Then we all had to pack up by ourselves and hike back down in the early morning to our awaiting parents. It was a tiring trip and it was extremely cold. The hardest part, though, was having to overcome my fear of being alone. Being the only extrovert in my family, I often find that at my house, everyone kind of disappears into their own rooms to be by themselves because they enjoy being alone. I, on the other hand, feel a need to be around people, which can annoy them sometimes because their want to be alone and my want to be around people often conflicts. From when I first heard about the InterQuest, I dreaded it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it is normal to fear being on a mountain at night if you think about bears and other animals there. But what I feared the most was being by myself, alone. This experience didn't change my want to be around people, but it got to me to see from their perspective that they actually find it peaceful to be alone. On that mountain, I couldn't just avoid that problem. I had to face it. If that meant sleeping and eating Cheetos all day, then so be it. <laughs> it was a big challenge for me, but overcoming the inner quiet shows how I can conquer anything if I face it and put my mind to it. Throughout this program, there were some satisfying things. One example was when we all went down to a ropes course and the teens had to tell the parents what to do to go through the low ropes course and the parents couldn't talk at all. Another example was the trust walk that we went through, through the woods, um, where the teens had to guide their blindfolded parents through the forest. I think both of these circumstances stood out because in them, the parents had to put their trust in us that we could act responsibly and be good leaders. This was satisfying because we gained their trust because they had to rely on us to direct them safely. This trust is important as we grow older because our parents need to know that we can be responsible and that we are trustworthy. This is also important for us teens to gain new freedoms. In this program, I was able to learn some things about my parents. For instance, I learned that they're pretty willing to give me new freedoms and how it was hard for me actually to come up with things that I wanted while we were making agreements. They wanted me to be more social and hang out with more people because they realized how hard it was for me to make friends after we moved a couple times in these past few years. They wanted me to feel confident and comfortable enough to hang out with new people and make new friends. In this, I see how they are worried about me and that they want me to be happy. I have also learned some things about myself throughout this program. In the beginning of this program, I was shy, and it was very uncomfortable to speak in front of everybody. But over time, it became a lot easier and more comfortable to speak and participate in group discussions. I learned about myself that I have a lot on my mind and a lot to contribute to a conversation. And with some newfound confidence that came from somewhere, I don't know where... <laughs> But I became more eager to contribute my ideas. And also this program, in this program, we have learned about all the freedoms that come with getting older and that there are a lot of things to look forward to. I have learned that my opinion about growing up has changed a lot. When I was younger, I always feared getting older because I didn't want to leave my childhood behind. For example, on my 10th birthday, I was very upset. <laughs> I was like crying because all I thought was, oh great, now I'm in the double digits. Everyone I know has died in their double digits and I was closer to death. <laughs> <laughs> also, 
I fear that growing up would mean that I could no longer have any fun. None so whatsoever. But as I have become older and throughout this program, I am no longer terrified of getting older. I have learned that as I age, it doesn't mean that I can no longer have any fun and act like a kid sometimes. I just have to learn how to balance my responsibilities with fun and when I have to act more professional. Also, I never really have to say goodbye to my childhood. Lastly, in this program, our group was like many others. People who have worked with this program in past years have noted on how unique and great it is that all of us teens in our group have become such good friends throughout this whole process. In the beginning, I was also surprised about how close we all became in such a short period of time and how comfortable we feel talking to each other. I think our friendship and our trust has been built off us off of us all trying to find a way to enjoy something that we were kind of thrown into by our parents. In this program, I have some really good memories that stand out, which just involve us teens hanging out together. For example, when we all went down to Bethany Beach, we walked around on the boardwalk, looked in shops, did cartwheels on the beach, ran in the cold water, and more, just by ourselves. Overall, we were able to have a lot of fun times together that helped build our friendship. I'm just glad that we were able to become such good friends throughout this program, and our friendship has made this program much better and much more enjoyable to be a part of. So that basically sums up my year involved in this program. It was definitely hard and challenging, but I think it also has been pretty beneficial. I think what my family has learned here will help us communicate better with each other in the future. Also, I have made some good friends. Well, thank you for your time. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Isabella. In seventh grade, I did the OWL program at West with my friend Greer. So at the beginning of the year, I knew I was going to be asked to do the program. I said yes so that they would stop complaining about it. Overall, at every big activity or event we've had this year, we've had a lot of bonding experiences between the girls between making fun of our parents at the ropes course to sleeping over at the kickoff weekend and the girls' room weekend and the night before, night before the mountain to the breakfast after the mountain, we've grown a lot closer. At the kickoff weekend, it was a little awkward because I didn't really know anyone there. But my friend Maggie was originally in the program and I have to admit, I did not make the biggest effort to make friends with everyone else at the beginning. But... We did make friends, and I knew we were going to have a very interesting group because we first bonded over a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Um, my favorite experience that we've had here was the fishbowl of the girls to women weekend because we sat around with our moms and we just asked them tons of different embarrassing questions. We all had huge bowls of ice cream and very comfy couches, and it was just a time that we got to listen and um, engage when we want to and when we found it interesting, but we did find everything interesting because we were the ones asking the questions. We just got to talk about what we wanted to talk about. The mountain was the biggest and hardest, but also the most satisfying challenge from this program because I thought I'd be okay. <laughs> um, we had prepared for weeks for it, and I thought they were exaggerating and overplaying it. I thought it was going to be a lot more easier than it was. But no one ever 100% prepared my emotions for the roller coaster that was the hike up to the tents. 
because it wasn't a hike. It's like rock climbing, but like there's leaves over the rocks, so you don't even know where you're going. And you have like 50 pounds on your back, and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I just, by the end, when we were up there, I was ready to, I, I'd lost it. <laughs> and just, I couldn't do with it anymore. I wanted to sleep and never move ever again. And I was dreading coming back down after that. I was like, do we have to go the same way? But once it got dark, I also started freaking out because I realized I don't really like the dark on a mountain when they have been preparing you about bears all this time. There weren't even any bears. <laughs> uh, throughout the year, Wes has helped me realize the difference between my parents. Yes, they share the same humor and the same, or a lot of the same likes and dislikes, but they're very different. Often my family goes on walks or hikes and outdoorsy places on the weekends. It's something we do. And last weekend I went on a walk in Rock Creek with my dad and my sister. I was wearing my $60 Toms, which are my only summer shoes, and we crossed a muddy patch. And I refused to walk. So my dad offered to carry me over. And I would like to thank my dad for that, although I declined because he both knew he couldn't carry me that far. But he... <laughs> He offered to help, and I knew throughout my life he always will. While my mother helps me often, she more often pushes me. She always encourages me to do things on my own. Like this summer, I'm going on a trip alone with a friend because my mom has helped me, not that my dad hasn't, but my mom has helped me reach the point in my life of pushing the boundaries. Between their mix of parenting, my family is just the right amount of push and pull to help me live my life. Um, hi, I'm Allie. Um, okay. So, sorry. Um, my experience in Co was really interesting from the hard things that we did and some of the fun things we did. And, for example, some of the difficult things about Koa was when we were having the mountain, when we had to hike up the mountain and stay on the mountain by ourselves for one whole night in the freezing cold. That was really difficult because, just like Sonia, I cannot be by myself for too long because then I'll start going crazy. And especially without our electronics or anything, that's the worst feeling ever. And that was just really difficult, especially because I'm not a nature person. I, I just, I really do not like nature. <laughs> And then another difficult thing about Koa was having to come here on like two times a month on Sunday. And that would be usually sometimes me being able to hang out with friends. And I like hanging out with friends. Like, who doesn't? So that was difficult for me. And when I first came to Koa, we all met in the little library over there. And when I saw like that there were no guys, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so boring. <laughs> and I did not want to, I did not, like I was in the worst mood, I did not want to become friends with anyone, I didn't want to talk to anyone, and I was just like in a really bad and pissed off mood. <laughs> so, but then I got over it because I was like, well, I'm going to stay with these people for, these friends. Oh, these girls for a long time throughout like the year 
So I might as well just be friends with them. And then I got to know them, and then I found out they were really, really nice and that they're really trustful and they're just like really, like really good friends. Some, like enough of the negative things, the positive things about co-op were making new friends and being able to hang out with them during like the retreats that we were doing, like when we went to Bethany Beach and we got to draw in the sand and then like take pictures of us on the beach and walk on the boardwalk thing. That was really fun. And yeah, so that's a positive. Um, something that I learned about co was it led me to do things that I never thought I would do. Example, being on the mountain by myself and being without my electronics for a day. And I tend to be really quiet in a big group I sort of knew that, but I didn't know that it would take me less time to be, like, social. Like, the group here, the girls, like, they, like, right when we started talking and doing activities together, we started joining in and becoming, like, friends and, like, talking and sharing the same interests. So that got me to be more communicative, and that helped. Um, Something I learned about myself from Koa is that I am a very negative person when it comes to things that I don't want to do. Not like that's no one else, but I'm like the person you do not want to be with when you hear that you have to be on the mountain by yourself. <laughs> um, also, throughout Koa, you learn some things about your parents. And my parent would be my mom, Lorraine. And something that I learned about her was that she couldn't really do the low ropes course that good, but she could do the high ropes course better. But, so I didn't know that because I thought that the high one would be more scary because it's high, like off the ground, compared to the little one who was, that was only like one or two feet off the ground. But she got done it, which sort of surprised me, the low one, in like maybe half an hour or something. But... What I learned about others from Koa was that they are really, they, they're like really trustful and again, and they will, like we don't wanna not be friends with each other for like a whole entire year and have someone against us like any enemies. So of course we're all gonna be friends. And, but some other people would not wanna do that. They'd be like all by themselves throughout the whole entire year but these group of girls wouldn't, and that was a good thing. And that we all really like seeing our parents get humiliated. <laughs> um, what I learned about trust from Co was I was really surprised that my mom would trust me on top of a mountain by myself in the freezing cold with like, no electronics to communicate to her, telling her that I got up, like, that I was safe throughout the night, but that she would trust me on top of a mountain by myself, yet just a year ago, she wouldn't even let me walk around my neighborhood by myself. And that surprised me. And also, oh, I forgot, another negative, not to add so many negatives to this, <laughs> but... Another negative was when we had to create these masks. That was really interesting. We had to go downstairs here on one Sunday night and the parents had to, well the girls had to sit in the chairs and then the parents had to put these 
I can't really explain it. It's like these, I don't even know. It's like, what? Bandages kind of things. Plaster stuff on our faces to mold a mask. And then it was so disgusting because we had to put Vaseline all over our face. And I, and for us who, who were wearing makeup, who was makeup, who was wearing makeup, it got, like, when we had to get it off, it, like, our makeup was all ruined, and then when we had to clean up in the bathroom, the Vaseline wouldn't come off, and then our face felt disgusting. And then painting it, it was so disturbing, because you see the inside and the outside, and how it's really scary looking. And, but yeah, that was really hard to do. But... Koa has helped me do things that I haven't, that I didn't want to do that I'm probably not going to ever do again. <laughs> ever. And, I'm sorry, another thing that was good <laughs> was when we did these, this communicating activity where the parents and the kids would talk to each other, but it would be agreement making where then we would the teens would discuss what they would want from our parents, like if it was freedom or more like to hang out with friends later at night or just anything that they wanted, then their parents would say, okay, well, if you want this, then this is what you're going to have to do. So one of my, one of the things I wanted was to bleach my hair or at least my bangs. And I wanted that so long. So I finally got it. And that's one of the things that I'm, like I'm glad of from Koa because if I didn't go to Koa and we never discussed about like what I would have to do to get my bangs bleached, then I would have never gotten that done and I would be still at this at this day today if I wasn't here at Koa I'd be still whining and complaining about how I wanted to bleach my bangs and then I'd probably do it secretly and then get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so that's a really good positive thing about Koa and. <laughs> So yeah, that's my experience at Koa. Hi, my name is Tiernan. And at the beginning of this program, I was really skeptical because I thought it would be a waste of my time and it would be really boring and I wouldn't get along with anyone that was here. But over time, I didn't mind coming as much because I became really good friends with all the girls and they understood that none of us wanted to be here. So <laughs> it was better because we were like, complaining together and we were able to gang up on our parents and be like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> but over time we became really good friends and they're like the sisters that I never had. Um, everyone became friends really fast and made the best of the situations and we had fun at the women's to girl, girl to women weekend where we ate tons and tons of ice cream, just so much ice cream. And um, we got to ask our parents, well, our moms, really embarrassing questions, but they would answer it in the biggest ways. Like, they would avoid it, and they would be like, oh, yeah, I was really young. <laughs> um, and they wouldn't answer the questions. Um, but we just, we bonded, and we bonded with the moms, and it was a really good experience. The most challenging obstacle that I faced during this program would have to be the interquest because we weren't allowed to bring anything with us up on the mountain like books or electronics so I had nothing to occupy my time with um, plus we were on the side of the mountain no 
I don't like mountains, I don't like hiking, I'm not a nature person at all. Like, if you knew me, I don't go outside. <laughs> I don't. I stay in my room, or in my living room, or in my basement, and I watch movies, and I play on my iPod. I'm very dependent on all of my electronics, like most teenagers. Um, to keep me entertained, I mean, I'm, very, I'm bored so easily, very easily, I get bored very easily. So, being on a mountain in a place where I don't know and I'm not comfortable with the place that I was at and having no electronics to comfort me, it was really difficult. But it was also really satisfying because I could say that I made it off the mountain. I survived a night without electronics. I also survived a night on the mountain by myself. And it was really scary because apparently the crows sounded like dogs, but they were birds. And it was just really awful. Like, it sounded like they were going to come and attack us. Um, so getting off the mountain was really satisfying because we could tell the parents were really proud of us for what we had done. And to show their appreciation, they made us a huge breakfast. And it was probably the best breakfast I'd ever had. But I couldn't tell if it was because I was hungry, because I hadn't eaten a lot, or if it was because the food was actually really good. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'll have to eat it again. But <laughs> um, Koa had helped my parents learn that I need my space and that if they're always hovering over me, I'm just going to get stressed and frustrated with them. Um, the program helped us come up with a few solutions to this hovering problem by making agreements and compromises of how they can stop asking me stuff over and over again when I already obviously gave them the answer. Um, but they would give me time to tell them on their own. Um, for instance, we made an agreement on how they would stop asking me to do my homework because they would do that about two to three times a night, and I would tell them the answers, and then they'd ask me 15 minutes later, do you have any homework? Did you do your homework? And it was just so annoying. It was just really annoying. So they would ask me once if I had done my homework, and if I said yes, they would have to trust me to get it done on my own. So even at the beginning of this program, I was really annoyed, and I didn't think it would help. It really did, and I'm glad I did it. So thank you. Hi, I'm Bridget. Um, I made a paper at Blaine and Mike speech. <laughs> that was yesterday. It's okay. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I can say I've gone through a lot this year, not just through the COA program, but for the past year. Um, but everyone seems to think that the InterQuest was the hardest part, but I seem to think the speech was the worst. <laughs> I don't like speeches. Um, I think I can agree that the inner quest is really unsettling because squirrels sound like humans when they're like bopping around. It's not fun. Um, I tried to make a fire, it didn't work. It's like my I'm vegetarian, so I tried to make a veggie dog and it just looked like a burnt crisp. <laughs> um, I think that the hardest part about Koa wasn't like the inner quest was hard and but I, but I like the word, so it's okay. Um, but the speech is hard, because I don't like talking in front of people. And it's been a big obstacle for me. Over the past year, I've gone through a lot of struggles. And I think that Koa helped when I made friends. Because uh, moving, I've moved around a few times and switched schools. And as my twin sister, she was one who spoke first. We both went through a lot, you know, going, having to make new friends all over. And it was hard because 
you never know who you can trust because you don't know people long enough. And so this was nice because, you know, we made really good friends and they were consistently there. And it's like, if you tell them, who are they going to tell? I mean, like, there's no one else. So somebody can, like, tell someone some embarrassing story and, like, it'll somehow get to your friends. Um, but I think that I'm really proud of how I've changed and developed and how I've grown um, throughout this program and throughout the past year. I've matured a lot, and I think that it's really helped with a lot of different things. I plan on going into the Navy, which is a really big thing <laughs> um, that I don't think, and not my family was really prepared for that. Um, uh, and I don't think I would have had the courage to kind of plan out something like that and go into a program so I can be ready for it. Um, I've really realized my potential, and I realize I have family and friends who support me throughout a lot of things. Um, I think that throughout this program we've talked about, everyone talks about making agreements with their parents, but I didn't really have a big problem with that. I, I didn't have a problem with coming to co on the weekends because I had friends to hang out with because I, I don't really do anything on the weekend. Um, I sit in my room and I read. It's probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> but um, I think that it was hard because I didn't want to have to make the big strive to, you know, talk to other people on weekends and make, talk to my parents seriously about things. Even though I do that anyway, it was kind of hard to be in a structured setting and do it. So I think I've learned a lot through this program and I've made really good friends. That's the biggest benefit. Good afternoon, my name is Laurel Sheridan, and um, I'm a WISC member, and this is my first year with COA. Oh, sure. During my time at West, I've seen a number of COA MAT graduations, and I must say, I was always impressed. I wanted to be a part of the program, but I had my reservations. Um, I've taught teens for the last 17 years, and I love my job. I love spending time with teens. Uh, but I was a little afraid of spending six days a week with teens. <laughs> I thought it might further erode my already, um, my communication skills with adults. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, my beloved partner Alex has on occasion noted that I was using a teacher tone with him. <laughs> <laughs> So, despite my resistance to take on leadership uh, position in the, in the program, in the end, who can really resist the bubbly bundle of energy that is our own Peggy Gates? <laughs> I thought it would be a piece of cake. I've worked with teens and their parents. What could possibly be the problem? Well, I found out pretty quickly that teaching teens and spending time with them and their parents outside of the classroom is quite a different manner. I was immersed into the messy world of teens feeling stifled and misunderstood, as well as parents grasping at the last remnants of the beautiful child who once loved and adored everything they did. <laughs> it was hard for me to relive my teen years through these young women and their parents. Their experience reminded me how I was magically endowed with vastly superior knowledge of the world than my parents at the tender age of 14. 
I too remember how angry I was. My parents did not understand me. I'm sure Linda Keeley has a physiological explanation as to why we turn into raging meanies, but reflecting on that time period, it is really amazing to me that my parents just didn't take me to a forest, drop me off, (laughs) and drive away. But that is the love of parents, um, because um, they live with the hope that this too shall pass. This year, I had the honor of watching these young women face their fears and grow closer to each other. And though they they probably did not know it, they also helped me face my fears. On the ropes course, I had to overcome my fear of heights, and at the inner quest, my fear of being cold and starving to death. Uh, And so that also made me lose a few nights sleep. But in the end, we all survived with the help of Linda, John, Annie, Richard, Jack, and Peggy. Each woman uh, here is a rich tapestry that continues to be woven into a masterpiece. Um, I could spend hours telling stories about how amazing each one is, but time will permit me to give you a a brief glimpse into what each one has come to represent for me. So let's start with Bridget and Sonia, our twins. Um, Like many twins, they were night and day when I first met them in September. Bridget was talkative and very expressive, whereas Sonia was shy. Unexpectedly, I later came to find out that Bridget was the introvert and Sonia the extrovert. Both young women are artistic, but the word I would use to to describe Bridget is logical. She stood out as the team that became frustrated with friends, family, and the world when they did not follow logical reasoning. She was a bit like Alice in Wonderland, faced with an ever, uh, ever more complex world where clear rules didn't apply. She was adamant that not being, able to allow, uh, not being allowed to bring a book on the inner quest didn't make sense. It wasn't an electronic device. <laughs> Recently, Bridget has found her way out of the rabbit hole by joining the Naval Sea Cadet Training Program. There, the rules are clear and hopefully pretty logical. What I will remember most about Sonia is her desire for people to be honest. On the Girls to Women weekend, she was very excited about asking the moms deeply personal questions and holding them to answering each one honestly. She was ready for all the juicy details of the mother's lives when they were teens to come pouring out. She was greatly disappointed to learn that the moms could choose not to answer questions or do so with less detail than she had expected. Sonia has, in my opinion, also found a way to be more honest about her feelings and express them more clearly. For Allie, the word I would have to use to describe her is determined. Uh, From the start, she was determined to get two things, her hair dyed and the ability to go out with cute boys. (laughs) Now, Allie's hair was already dyed. But she needed to bleach it and then dye it in order to make the color show more vibrantly. She worked with her mother to come to an agreement on this important part of Allie's identity. We'll have to check back to see how her mother, Lorraine, is working through the negotiations about the cute boys and dating. (laughs) When I think of Tiernan, I remember the Girls to Women weekend in which despite a raging earache and large dosages of painkillers, she was able to participate and enjoy the weekend. When we were writing questions for the moms, Tiernan had very thoughtful questions that showed a maturity beyond her years. While the girls wanted to know all the moms' darkest secrets, 
Tiernan added the caveat about whether the mothers had regrets about their decisions or actions. I am certain that as Tiernan moves forward in life, she will be wise in her decisions. Lastly is Isabella, who is the only young woman who has had experience with Wes um, before the COAMAP program. She also had a friend who had gone through the COAMAP program, and so she had insider information <laughs> that the girls and I did not. So when the girls were complaining about the inner quest and why they had to, Isabella would gently explain to the girls the process. In essence, she was our Jedi Master. <laughs> I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi Master. The Alec Guinness version. I don't take that young version, though, uh, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. After she spoke, there was calm. It was beautiful. It was magical. Little did she know that I, too, had no idea of the ways of the Jedi. And, and she was my guide as well. So thank you to all the young women, their parents, and the other COAMAT leaders for leading me through this rite of passage with the COAMAT program. My hope is that COAMAT has opened the door for the teens to have greater understanding and appreciation of the love of their parent, the, that their parents have for them. And that the parents are able to trust these young women, knowing that they will make mistakes, but with their support, they will also learn what it means to navigate the world that awaits them in just a few short years. Good morning. As always, we dedicate this morning to the memory of Matthew Caleb Wayman, who is the Matt in Coamat. Matthew was one of three teens recognized at Wes's first coming-of-age ceremony in 1995. Three years later, Matthew died in a tragic car accident, in a car recklessly driven by his best friend. So we remember Matthew, and we so deeply appreciate his parents, Lynn and Todd Wayman, who channeled their unspeakable grief into developing this richer, fuller COAMAT program. So we want to thank them today. When my children, Will and Lillian, were four and two, we decided to go camping. Richard and I took out a map and drew a circle. Inside the circle were the campgrounds we considered. We wanted to start small and stay close. If it all goes south, we reasoned, we'll throw everything in the back of the car and be safe at home in no time. On the map, we had clearly marked the boundaries of our circle of safety, our circle of comfort. Well, the kids took to camping like ducks to water. Within a couple of years, a few days of camping morphed into a week, and soon we were drawn to the cool summer climb of the Adirondack Mountains. Through a search in the AAA camp book, Richard discovered Whispering Woods, a campground located on the banks of Long Lake. While camping at Long Lake, the children learned to canoe 
as we paddled around the section of the lake near Whispering Woods. But Long Lake is indeed a very long lake, at the far reaches of which are primitive campsites there for the taking. Our now 10-year-old Will longed to explore those far-flung shores, reachable only by foot or by boat. So he began working on us to widen the boundaries of our circle of comfort. He convinced his dad to take him on an overnight canoe trip. I was filled with the fears of the what-ifs. Well, what if the canoe springs a leak? What if they capsize? What if they lose their way? I waited nervously for their return. You guessed it. They had a wondrous adventure. The boundaries of our circle of comfort were broken once again, and over the years, our whole family enjoyed many wondrous adventures, paddling to and camping on those far-flung shores of Long Lake. When Will was a senior in college, I traveled to Vermont one warm October weekend to peep at the leaves and to see my son. Will had grown passionate about kayaking and the rush of white water. In an effort to share this new love, he decided to take me white water rafting, something I had never done, and the thought of which had me feeling both nervous and excited. This was definitely outside of my circle of comfort. Well, with my heart pounding, I got into the raft and I put my life literally in Will's hands and followed his instructions. Paddle, 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 stop! Paddle, paddle, stop! The tables had turned. He was in charge. I was following his lead. So you might ask, what does this story have to do with coming of age? On that day of the whitewater raft trip, there was no doubt in my mind that Will had come of age. He had made the transition from childhood to adulthood. I wish I could tell you it was an easy transition. Seamless, elegant, it wasn't. We had our fair share of push-pull Agreements made, broken, renegotiated. It was messy. It was confusing as Will learned how to steer his proverbial boat and we learned how to let go and get out of his way. Coming of age is the transition from childhood to adulthood. It's a process of growth and change, challenge and struggle, facing fears, and finding courage. The process does not begin and end during this nine-month program. Coming of age is the lifelong process of growth and change, push and pull. During the Girl to Woman weekend, each young woman created a life map 
a visual representation of her life. The map could take the form of a road map, a world map, a celestial map, a treasure map. The path could start in the center and move outward, go from the edge to, a, to from one edge to another, start at the bottom and lead to the top. Whatever she decided. Each map was a beautiful was beautiful and represented the unique journey of its maker. Imagine if you were going to make a life map. Imagine that you are going to make a life map, a visual representation of your life. What kind of map would you make? A treasure map? A road map? What form would your path take? Would it follow a straight line? Or would it zigzag? What would mark the boundaries around your circles of comfort? What would mark the life events through which you were able to break boundaries around your circles of comfort? What would indicate passions pursued, dreams fulfilled, mistakes made, lessons learned? Where are those watershed events when you experienced fear, stared it in the eye and pushed through it? Ken Ginsberg, a pediatrician specializing in adolescent medicine, notes that as a child transforms into an adult, there's a developmental imperative, a deep desire within teens to definitively answer the question, who am I? As adults, having struggled with this question for decades, we know that, the, that answering the question, who am I, is our lifelong journey. Isn't who am I our lifelong coming-of-age quest? Our daughter Lillian's favorite book is Alice in Wonderland. Where shall I go? asked Alice. That depends on where you want to go, answered the Cheshire Cat. Where shall I go? Indeed, where do you want to go? What is within your circle of comfort? And what is out there, just beyond your reach? What are the fears? What are the obstacles that hold you back and prevent you from breaking through the boundaries to go for what you want. Are you a map maker? Or are you living a map that was made for you by someone else? Where are you on this lifelong coming-of-age quest? Our hope is that we have challenged these young women and their parents during this coming-of-age year. We hope that as you've struggled with challenge, you've faced your fears, and through the process, the boundaries around your circle of comfort have grown larger. We hope that you see yourself 
as a map maker and that we've given you a few useful map, map making skills to take with you on your journey. Thank you.